There we go. Neil, you enjoying that coffee? I am. It's the only way I'm going to make it through this podcast tonight. <laughs> we're, we're a little backwards. Normally, I'm the one drinking just like water or tea or something. Mm-hmm. And you're the one with the whiskey. But today, I'm the one Ooh. with the alcohol. Oh, our newest sponsor, Guinness. Guinness with a shot of American honey because that's how I like to enjoy it. Oh, wow. I don't know if that. that drink has a name. I should give it a name. You should actually. That actually kind of sounds like it'd be tasty. You, you take all that, a little bit of the bitterness off the top there. It yeah. takes all the bitterness out. It's just Guinness and sweetness. So if you have a sweet tooth like me, it's the best. I'll yeah. think of a name. Uh, probably some sort of dwarvy stout. I'll name it after maybe one of my dwarf. Maybe uh, maybe diabetes in a cup. How about that? No, it's only one shot. It's only one shot. It's not really diabetes level. Just, just checking. <laughs> I like sweet stuff. I don't like too much sweet stuff. Boy. Um, episode 56, Strength Hammer Podcast. I think that's where we're at right now. Um, yeah, sounds about right. Neil, how the hell have you been doing, sir? Good. Good. I continue to be busy. Uh, I had some hobby today, which was outside uh, mulching and uh, putting in uh, flowers. So. Nice. It was Mother's Day uh, this past weekend, so every Mother's Day I plant flowers for the wife. So I had a day off today, and we uh, worked outside all day for the wife. So there you go. Actually, my Sunday, which as you know was Mother's Day here in the U.S., uh, took the mothers to breakfast. Mother and mother-in-law and the wife. Um, mm-hmm. In this house, we count the the cats as kids enough to to treat the wife. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but I also mulched that day as well as uh, started the garden, got a few things planted. Not a lot yet. I got a farmer's market, market starts this weekend, so I'll get some of the nice starts I like to get and do a full planting this, this coming week. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's it's good. It's good. Um, tell you what, let's start out with that hobby commitment. We both had commitments last week. Let's uh let's make sure we are staying on top of things. We won't we won't do our new commitments till the end of the show. But we'll we'll let everyone at the start of the show see if we kept to our commitments from last show. Well, let me uh, run back here real quick talk amongst yourselves. Huh. I will there gladly talk go. amongst myself. Oh, I can still see you. I mean, that's a lovely setup you have. So you're coming back. Here up. we go. There he is. There he is. <laughs> Old mustachio cannon guy himself. He is done. Yep, that's and, awesome. Uh, he is ready to go. So this, is I will that, say, is uh, that Aragon model? Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, is that your final Nashcon model? Technically? Oh, not even close, actually. Um, because I have that. Um, what was the the box with the uh, frigate and all the bubble boys and everything? I'm doing mm. a uh, bubble boy centric army, gotcha. which uh, I don't know might be hot poop, but. Um... <laughs> mine's gonna be more poop because it's just arcanaut company but you what we were saying about about painting ko yeah it's uh it's just it's so simple i mean Mm -hmm. i sprayed this guy all that silver you saw was done in one spray i know that's blasphemous to uh to some painters out there but uh, that is uh one spray of uh metallic silver and some nolan oil baby and i love the way it looks (laughs) that is tabletop ready i i I need to show you like whenever you see mine in person because it mine's lead belcher then i do all like mm-hmm. the coloring and then i do a, a non-oil but then i dry brush the silver back up with vallejo steel oh, oh it's huh? like I, I i normally most most metals i'm good non-oil over top of silver is great but oh. that vallejo steel is just phenomenal so right. chef's kiss yeah. but anyway uh, speaking of <laughs> chef's kiss you need to talk amongst yourself since you got your model i need to go over here and get oh. my model for my commitment so hold on all right 
Well, if you, if you notice uh, some basing on this model here too, um, that will enter into our topic of the evening as well. So a little foreshadowing on our topic here um, if you don't actually read the title of whatever this episode is. Right, I can turn this light up a little bit here for the YouTube audience. Oh, that's the wrong way. There we go. <laughs> We're getting it. We're getting it. So yeah, you met your commitment with the 1K model. I committed to painting the classic Watchtower from Warhammer Fantasy Battles. That that's a thing of beauty, right there. Um, you did a great I, job on it. I like you said. I took my time. I I, I mean, you see me. I, what I painted. So I also did ten intercessors this past week. Uh, just basic space marines. I did those in two days. Transfer and all. This thing took four, <laughs> because nice. I took my time. Like you said, you're like. You know, and it's every time I thought I was done, I'm like, I can do one more thing. I can do one more thing. I'm so excited to have this piece, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah nostalgia just, pieces like that, you got to take some time on. You just it's do. it's just pure nostalgia piece, and and I actually I didn't realize this, um, but apparently Watchtower is not a fun scenario for people in in the game of <laughs> Warhammer Fantasy Battles. I love it. It was the one I always wanted to play, which is why I wanted that piece so badly. Thank you to Brad, local club member, who gave me mm -hmm. a built but un unprimed one. Like that was that fresh. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, here's hoping Watchtower makes a return in the old world. Absolutely. Yeah, I could see. Um, I'd love to see like Watchtowers and stuff. Um, any kind of garrisoning type building being like an objective on the board that would be really interesting. I think. I mean. But, um, I think you and I will both be in agreement, and and I know num number of very prestigious and very well knowledgeable TOs who would agree with me here because I talk to them regularly. Um, mm -hmm. I hope they bring those models back so we can use them and buy them for Age of Sigmar, because there's no good fucking garrisonable terrain in Age of Sigmar right now. That thing's no. phenomenal, I, and we're lucky to have them in the in the U.S. Open, like right. we just because we got given some old stuff from GW to start us out, and like we've revamped it, added stuff, but. We still use those on every table, or the realm gate is kind of like a thing, but those look garrisonable. Right. Because they right. are. Bring yes. The, bring those in the manor Watchtower, back. Which, yeah. which the very purpose is to oh, so be garrisoned. Would I like to garrison this watchtower or these shambling ruins since we don't have a fucking building? Right. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I hope they bring the old fancy train back. I know they're bringing back the old models from what they said, and, and actually... A little fun thing. I saw some rumor. Uh, apparently, they're doing stamps. I'm. I think in the UK. Stamp. Yeah, for Warhammer. Stamp? Yeah, stamps. Like you put it on a letter. Um, really? Check. Yeah, Great Book of Grudges did a short video on this, but there's two for 40k. There's two for Age of Sigmar, and there's two for Old World. Huh. And one, one of the Old World has white lines on it, which may, will make you and I both happy because. It's like, okay, sure. yeah, they, they said they're going to give us the old kits back so we can make these armies, mm -hmm. so that seems to be the case. Why would you show it off otherwise? Right. Hmm. We'll see, we'll see. But anyway, Absolutely. commitments. We are solid. Absolutely solid, Neil. Good. One mm -hmm. for one. Our streak is couldn't, alive. Uh, couldn't mess up that first one, you know? <laughs> you can't. Although I was trying. <laughs> I guess I put every other piece of the thing I was painting before it. <laughs> um... But let's talk about fitness, and we do our, our other hobbies uh, mm -hmm. stuff. But fitness, how's your fitness been, Neil? I, 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 you get some fresh air, I see. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's about it. So um, I think what I need to do here, um, because my hobby commitment went so good, I think what I need to do here is actually make a fitness commitment. 
uh, mm. to you here as okay. well. So maybe we need to do a hobby and a fitness commitment. This will not be hard for you. This will be hard for me. Uh, <laughs> so I will uh, make a uh, fitness uh, goal of getting the old weights out three times next week. All right. So that's, uh, hey, I mm-hmm. mean, are you sure you want to start with three? Do you want to start with just like two? I mean, is, there's no shame in starting low. Just a let's go two. Let's go two. That's yeah, probably the smartest yeah. thing to do. Right? Hey, don't don't overcommit. Grow. Give yourself room to improve and go from there. So okay, no, that's fine. There you go. Uh, my fitness. I'm on a deload week this week, which has been really nice. Um, my body feels a little beat up. Not as much as when I'm actually doing like a true powerlifting program. I've just been gym broing it mm-hmm. three uh, three days a week. Um, but. I, I still say like dealer weeks are nice because like that's when I feel like how beat up my body is. Like I, Neil, have you ever had a massage? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I've I've had three official massages in my forty-two years on this planet. <laughs> I've had zero, and I'm thirty-seven. Zero. I've oh my the most I had is maybe like three like those like ten-minute chair massages like at like an airport yeah. or something. Um, yeah. And I want one so bad, but I also don't know the etiquette. Like as far as like tipping and like scheduling and like, like, like oh, I'm not worried about like being in my yeah I'm not worried about being in my skivvies and all that it's just like but it's also like how much is worthwhile price how do I say like you can put your fingers through my back because I need it really hard like it's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like and every time I think about it I just like I just whatever I'll just go lift weights instead. Yeah. Um, I don't like having my feet touched, and uh, my wife and I got a couple's massage on our honeymoon. She starts massaging my feet, and I was chewing on my tongue. I was, <laughs> she's just like, is this bothering you? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. Please stop. <laughs> so, <laughs> learn real quick after that first one. Just tell people, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's, well, I, said, I, I get trigger points for different people. Like, between my toes would probably be kind of, like, sensitive, but, like, I need someone to really, like, dig into my bottom of my feet, though. I mean, I need everything. I need everything. Head to toe. I, need, I could use a massage. No, no, no. I have no idea what to do about it. So, so I'm just going to be a stubborn man and not do anything. Although, you know, I'm getting a little feedback from you right now. Hey, really? A little bit. Uh, well, let's drop this down here a little bit. Just, just a little bit. It's not bad. It's not bad. There we go. How are we, how are we doing there? I think we're good. I think we're good. Uh, now, right. now that massage talk's over. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just continuing to do three days a week. Uh, I'm not gonna really stress on changing that till after the Kansas City U.S. Open, so mid June. But yeah, uh, hobby time, Neil. Outside of the commitment, what other hobby you've got going on? Uh, that was it. That was it for this week. And uh, okay. Yeah, that. By the way, that model is um, KO models in general. I forgot because I've built them so long ago that I forgot just how annoying putting the little hoses on. And um, now it's it's probably not that annoying if you have the right tools, right? I have I have this type of glue, which in general is a decent type of plastic glue, mm-hmm. but I couldn't get it to come out, so I wound up clipping it off too far to try and get it to come out, and so now it pours out. And is I have it, to like very, very carefully. Is it a metal? Dab it on. Just, just, and uh, yeah, so, is that testers. Yeah, I just made a mess of it. Is that, is that testers plastic glue? Yeah, yeah, it is. Does it have a metal tip like the GW? Because I use the GW stuff for my plastic glue. Does it have a metal tip or is it plastic? No, 
It does not. Okay. I actually I got a little irritated with I used to only use GW, but I just got kind of irritated with it because every time I'd go down there, and I know the lighter trick to try and burn yeah. open the hole and everything. I've done that. And at one point, I just could not get plastic. I knew it was in there. I'm like... <laughs> God damn it, I noticed there's plastic glue in here. Yeah, I couldn't get it to come out. So I was just okay. like, you know what, I'm done with this for a little while. Um, but this hasn't worked out much uh, much better here for me. So probably going back to the G- overly expensive GW. It, so. Fair. Yeah, at least, it's, at least it lasts a long time. But yeah, I, I use yeah. the GW but because I was going to mention the lighter trick, but you're already aware of that. Uh, it doesn't work if you have a plastic tip, though, I imagine. Uh, no. Uh, maybe uh, I might be able to find a smaller plastic tip out there. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I got so much crap in that uh, that hoarder side of my hobby room basement. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what what what's amongst the piles? Mister, there might be plastic glue. Hmm. <laughs> Actually, next time I see you, just let me know. I have cases of GW plastic glue. Do you? Yes. After all that crap, yeah, every, I can imagine. Every time I do something for GW, they send plastic glue, obviously, and like pair of snips, and it's all good. Um, mm-hmm. But they can't just send like two things of plastic glue. Mm-hmm. They have to send the entire case, which is like, yeah. <laughs> so everyone around me is usually getting lots of plastic loose. So I'll give you, give yeah. you some next time I see you. Yeah, my uh, my my snips recently did uh, one of these here, which is no bueno. Oh, well, you know, you just need so to come out because the, I have I literally have a new I have a new pair over there unopened, and I have a new pair on my desk <laughs> that I haven't used yet. Cause my my prior pair is still good. <laughs> yeah, it's just I'll have to come to see you and pay the uh, Pennsylvania Turnpike prices, which. <laughs> Mm. Should make it cheaper than. <laughs> that's true. That's buying true. an actual thing myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's never mind. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe I'll mail them to you. That'd be cheapest. <laughs> All right. Well, my hobby uh, from the last week. I, I'm not sure if I mentioned it last time, but I did the I pinned up a, a repulsor executioner battle tank for my dark angel army. You did mention that last week. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. It was like right at the same oh, day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Great model. Double dipping. Mm, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so last Friday, I went out to our good friend, uh, if you remember the old podcast with all of us on, Brush for Hire, uh, Sean, Sean McGaffey. Yeah. Uh, went to go visit him because I haven't seen him in years, uh, which is weird to say. I mean, like, yeah, the COVID lockdown, but then, like, he got busy and I was busy. And it's like, hey, we we live so close and we don't see each other, but we talk. So it's like, all right, I work remote. I'm just going to come out and my Fridays are slow. So I went out hung out with him on stream all day. Um. He helped me paint a bust, so like it was a nice little like, like demon lord bust. So I just got to play of colors, pay, play of a lot of paints I don't have. Get some, mm-hmm. you know. He was teaching me, so and you know he's phenomenal. Um, you know, it was fun. Like I wouldn't say what I did was perfect, but like he was trying to push me and do like a little bit more, a little bit more, and like just learn some things. So the bust, um, it's back here, right here, actually. Yep, you can see like the little silhouette uh-huh. of him there, a little blue head. Um, He's not done, but he's good. So next time yeah, I go but, out, but... I, I might take him to do more effort and try some stuff on him. Mm-hmm. Look good. Uh, let's see what else. Other than that, oh, there was a club day this past week, uh, but it wasn't for Sigmar or 40K. It was for Saga. Mm-hmm. So which is uh, like model agnostic. They're, it's mostly historical. They also have like a, they came out with like this fantasy type thing to, I forget when. Um, but I, you know, the guys playing it, they're kind of all new to the club. They needed a new place. We were friends with them. So we just, Hey, join the club, be part of it. Uh, got to hang out with them a little bit, watch their games. Pretty good group of guys, uh, as you would expect. Um, 
yeah, it was, it was interesting. I, I wasn't like opposed to it. I'm like, yeah, I have some ancient models. I'll, I'll give it a go. And the rule book was fifteen dollars. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll spend fifteen bucks and give the game a go a few times. I can get my money's worth out of that. Room. So we'll see how that goes. That's not going right. to be like a huge deep dive for me, but just kind of like a curiosity. Yeah. And like I said, um, got some kill team games in at the weekly barn club, and then painted up ten intercessors uh, for my dark angels army. So. I spent my hobby, uh, and then working on the Tirathi Invitational Pack. Oh, yeah. Are you uh, releasing what it's going to be, or are you, you waiting on that? I, I will announce here, um, I'm not going to announce everything, because I need to talk to a bunch of people for invites. Um, mm -hmm. But we're going to do a Mordheim Invitational. Because at the bar, we're going to have uh, oh, three 6x4 tables. That's going to be all linked together to be a giant Mordheim board. Uh, we've been theming it, working on it for the past year and a half. <laughs> so it'll be done in time. Uh, nice. Yeah, and like I said, it's going to be very loose and interesting. A lot of hobby-focused stuff on it. Uh, people I'm reaching out to, uh, we're definitely expanding. So got a, got my list of people to invite and then the backups if those people can't attend or whatever reason. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um <laughs> The, the downside is I already had a Mordheim army, and it was dwarfs, dwarf engineers. And uh, now that I'm doing the Invitational, i got to make a Tarathi, so i got to do Dark Elf. So i got to have a second Mordheim army now, I guess. Which, nice. see how that goes. I'm, I'm, I'm still playing it out, but this isn't going to be till December, so i got plenty of time. Yeah, that's that that's the hobby right there. It's uh, mm -hmm. nice and concise. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any interesting news going on in the hobby world right now. Uh... More tenth edition forty k stuff. Rest in peace, um, classic dreadnoughts because they're gone. I think it's the only <laughs> thing that was announced today. Whatever. Uh, okay. Sounds like a blue space marine thing. So it's it's good wind. It's actually a bunch of space marine things. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it hits a lot more people than expected, but whatever. Um, mm. I, I can't tell you last time I used a dreadnought, and I love them. I have them, but they're just. They can be memories. That's fine. So, uh, yeah. With that said, let's uh, let's jump into the main topic. Neil, you came up with this topic uh, kind of off the cuff, and I really like it. So, why don't you uh, bring us on in? So, uh, I kind of want to talk about like uh, finding your hobby niche, you know, or niche, or how you, however the hell you say it. Nietzsche. Um, hobby Nietzsche. Nietzsche. <laughs> um, so, what kind of gave me this idea is, you know, when you for the other week we talked about, you know, kind of getting your start in the hobby and everything. So um, one thing that can be kind of overwhelming is when you go in, you first start in this hobby, right? You start painting your first models and everything, and uh, you see uh, you got your white dwarf maybe, right? Or you got your rule book, and you open it up, and you see all these models and everything. You're like, oh, wow, that's cool. Uh, you know, okay, I'll get my model, and I'll paint it up like that. And then you paint it. And uh, doesn't look like the picture in the book. Doesn't look like the picture. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, it looks like you might be uh, melted crayons on it, and uh, you're wondering what in the world you just did to your $150 model that uh, that you just bought and were very proud of, and almost yeah. looked better in the gray plastic than what you've just done to it. Now, don't worry, um, you can always repaint. You can always repaint, and you can strip, but you may not know about that stuff. But exactly. um, So um, what I want to talk about, because I am, I would consider myself a pretty average painter um, in the hobby, where 
when I was kind of starting out on this and I was kind of, I would guess that not even starting out, but I was kind of in the middle of my hobby, kind of getting into Age of Sigmar a little bit. And I wanted to, you know, how can I kind of make some of these models stand out? Because nobody's ever going to look at my models and be like, oh my gosh, wow, what a paint job. That's, mm -hmm. that's incredible. That's number one. I don't have the stamina for that. And I don't have the drive to want to do that. And I'm pretty sure I don't have the skill or the ability to ever even attempt it. So I, I just don't have a lot of interest in trying to paint to like a super high quality. Tabletop's good enough for me. But I'd still like people, you know, be interested in parts of my hobby or find a part of the hobby that I can do really well. So um, for me, that was um, my dad had always done um, terrain on like train tables and stuff. So I thought to myself, wouldn't it be kind of cool with some of these bigger bases that you were seeing with Age of Sigmar and everything to almost kind of make the base almost diorama-ish, right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, just to make it make it look really kind of add to the the dynamic qualities of the miniature. And I have to say, right? when you were doing this, I was still flocking green flock on my Sigmar models. Like I was still in right, right. the old fantasy mode, and you're already like, boom, this is what I need to do. Yeah, diorama. Because I. Yeah. You know. I was when when I hit Sigmar, I was in, I was in so hard that I wanted <laughs> to find were. a way. You were in to, like, Sigmar, you were all the way. Oh man, it was so hard at the beginning there. So um if uh if you if you dig through my Twitters, um you can find I have an, a model of an Archeon um Love where I went and I took some uh LED, some fiber optic LEDs. We put one of those taken paint storm casts. He's laying on the ground like this. I've got the LEDs kind of going out of his chest, like his soul's bursting back, you know, to Azir. You know, so, I, you know, that's how I chose to kind of find my niche in the hobby is to make kind of an interesting base, right? And I think that's a like a quality thing, a quality um, way to explore the hobby as well. Now, uh, it doesn't have to be that. And so what I kind of want to talk about a little bit was just, other types of things that you can do, um, other types of ways to explore the hobby space to maybe, uh, maybe you're not the best painter. Um, maybe there's something else, you know, maybe you're not the best game. Maybe, maybe you're me and you're not, you're going to win maybe 40% of your games. Probably <laughs> <laughs> high, you know, so. No, I think. Uh, a, anyway, another, Chuck. Yeah. Another, another way to approach the thought process of this, um, it's kind of like, which skill set do you want to develop? Because it's the skills that you enjoy most. Painting, gaming, like you, you uh, crafting, for lack of a better term, I, mm -hmm. I think possibly. Uh, or, or probably a better yeah. term, storytelling. You want to tell a story with, with your model's base. Right. So which, yeah, you know, and, and storytelling can be kind of all-encompassing. But, no, I, I definitely feel that, like, uh, I'm not... It's... See, I'm in a weird, like, what really struck with me is when, when you said this is, like, I'm in a weird place. Because, like, just by na my nature, with not just Warhammer, but just life, I'm more of a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. Like, I've painted an army that got a Best Painted Award. I've won an event, like, that was a, a you know, a fairly large event. Um, mm -hmm. I've written lore. I've play-tested. Like, you know, I, like, I, I, I kind of do everything. So, you know kind of comparison i haven't found i found a few things that i enjoy and that's what kind of where i, I put my effort and like but it, it shifts around for me like right. what, what what my skill set is so it's a very interesting topic because you know it kind of ties into that hobby journey aspect of you know you're going to find the thing you love and enjoy it that doesn't mean that thing's going to stay the thing you love you might you might you won't hate it 
but you might shift your focus at some point and that's okay too you might not shift your focus like neil i mean i look back there your tables uh, I, I know it's down below but your giant mountain table like, yeah, it's it's down under there a little yeah. bit i can kind of there it is there, uh, it is. there it is down underneath there yeah but yeah but i like, usually sit on top of the table but, but yeah but like it, it's it, you know you very much have focused a little bit more than i think i have on, on one particular thing whereas i bounced around a little bit but i also yeah. think i couldn't build something like what you built there i couldn't build that i never even thought about doing the flying ko army like you have never even crossed my mind <laughs> Because I haven't right. put the skill and effort into that um, type thing. So it's, it's really, like I said, it's a fascinating topic for me because I'm a little too over the place to say I'm close to anything. <laughs> right. As, as far out, outside of writing lore about a pop star turned into a Warhammer character, I guess that's my niche. Well, I mean, that, <laughs> that, that's a hobby niche too, is writing lore for your army, yeah. right? So, you know, that's that's leading more into like the narrative aspects of gaming and everything. But certainly, you know, if that's something that you're going to do and you're going to continue to do and continue to like grow the story for your character, I think that's absolutely another uh, niche that you can, you know, follow along uh, through the hobby journey. So yeah, For sure. And, and I, I look at you too, and you take 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 your love of that, diorama building that storytelling for the bases and then i look at the events you've run so you you were a to and you wouldn't have most people would go like oh a to wouldn't be much of a storyteller well absolutely because you can do narrative events right so you are taking your skill set and using another skill set that you're not proficient with and you're using the skill set you know to also train up another skill set to find another niche you're good at at which blends together to become narrative events yeah, and I built a lot of, uh, you know, kind of a lot of hand-built terrain for some of my events. Mm-hmm. Um, that terrain is uh, unfortunately been melted through uh, shop uh, destruction <laughs> over time. But, uh, As it does. Uh, so I don't know how much of that we'll be seeing in the, into the future, but uh, for those events, they were good enough, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, that's, again, that's what I was trying to do, is to try and build something to tell the story and kind of, you know, give you that immersion into the table. So uh, with the way yeah, I kind of build and I, th- I think what would be a good thing to do is maybe if we try and list out the type of niches we see from where we're at in our hobby journey, yeah. uh, and, and we can just kind of like ablib this. So like obviously the first and foremost, let's let's say physical storytelling. Let's let's define it as that. So what you're doing through models, mm-hmm. basing an army, uh, or a table of terrain, you're telling a story mm-hmm. of a battle. Right. I would say um, you could also add display tables to that as well. So uh, yeah. if you go to Adepticon, you'll see people who and, – and this is actually a category that you can win at Adepticon too, I believe. At least it was at one point mm-hmm. last time I was there. So you'll see some amazing, amazing terrain out. Um, I saw some board, giant yeah. castle. Is that the one that won this year? I don't um, know if it was for an award. I think that might have just been – I think they were like almost like commissioned in a way to do that. Really? I don't know. I don't know or like something like it. But like they went all out. Not they weren't going whether there was a ward or not. They were doing that. Right. Okay. So like yeah, like their yeah. passion was into it. But you'll see a lot of cool stuff at uh, at the bigger events with display tables, and that is a that is a hobby niche all on its own. I would say, but still into that storytelling because um, that's what you're doing with terrain, right? You're trying to set a scene. And uh, a scene describes a narrative, right? So, yeah, absolutely. And then the flip side of that, I, I would say, would be more of a written storytelling or tabletop storytelling. So, you know, I guess 
I, I, I will fall under that personally, because, like, I have my Tarathi, and I write lore for every army, and obviously Tarathi goes deeper. I write army almost per event with her, uh, and the Daughter's King army, but, you know, writing lore, whether you share it or not, or even, like, how you play a game on the table, or doing a narrative game. That might be the, that might be the niche you want to play into, of, I want to, I don't care about winning or losing, I want to tell a story each time I play. Right. Or, you know, I want to put something, I want to put an army out here that looks so cool that it grabs somebody's attention. Maybe, maybe it wins, maybe it doesn't, right? I mean, I've got, I've got an army of boats back there and uh, they're all at different heights and everything else. And the whole purpose of the army is so that when I play against another person, they think, wow, that looks pretty cool. And then they win. And so, <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> but... But, like, you know, hopefully what I'm doing is I'm giving them, um, I'm just kind of enhancing their experience on, on the table just by have something cool to look at and play against. Passing some inspiration along, which, it, it, it's interesting, because that ties into um, many aspects. So, like, a, a very cool-looking army, or a cool-themed army, but that could also tie into, you know, kind of like one of the other niches, which is painting. Because mm -hmm. there's so many people that I know in this hobby, uh, whether personally or just through online presence, that paint Warhammer or Wargaming mm -hmm. stuff. And they don't play. They they might look at the lore a little bit to help enhance their painting, but they're just painters. Now, it's not all of them. Some of them play, play games too, and they have these amazingly painted armies, and you look at it and you go, I don't want my models near yours because I don't want to accidentally scratch your model with my, <laughs> my model. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've been at events being like, I don't really even want to play on the same table as this guy, not because he's a bad guy or anything. It's just like his models are so nice that like I don't want to even like push my bases next to yours. <laughs> <laughs> when someone's when someone's painted rims are cleaner and smoother than yours, you you know you're being outclassed. <laughs> right, right. And I would I would say, uh if you listen to last or watched last um uh Big M's Power Hour um on there was uh he, army like that a stormcast army actually everything that guy paints is yeah. uh it's uh pretty impressive so yeah <laughs> it, it is but, but hobbying to, like like uh to tell a story is is fascinating like i've enjoyed doing that too i've done that with um over time i've done it with my daughter's cane i do a lot with my dwarf armies right now because uh, mm. they're they they tell a story by looking at them you know like even just basic it's like the basic like you can tell they're in shaman because it's on like metal bases um, right, and you can see like a bunch of the old depossessed influence within it. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's it's all over the place. And then best painting, like I said, I I I took an army and tried to paint as best as I could. Doesn't mean I'm I'm not in the class of those really top tier painters, but I did well. Um, right. Yep. Yeah, but that's absolutely niche you can fall into, and and there's so much to learn. There's so much knowledge out there, especially for like painting. Whether you go for um, you know, Vince oh, yeah. Venturella, Ninjon, Miniac, Sam Lenz. I could list name after name, James Wapple. Um I could I could go on and on and on. Oh, Sean, <laughs> brush for hire. Yeah. So like if that's an issue you want to fall into or, or or if you look at those pictures on the box and you can go, I want to paint better than that, you absolutely can. And that's yeah. absolutely a great great way to partake in this hobby. Yeah, and if you want to go that route and that's something you're interested in, then that's that's a journey that uh I don't know that that journey ever stops, right? That's that's so. like uh, almost like the playing aspect, right? You're always trying to get better at the game, you know. As far as painting goes, uh, I would, you know, you see guys like Vince and stuff, and they're they're constantly, you know, striving to do, do try this technique, try that technique, do yeah. this a little bit better, 
um, while they're painting their models. And so, yeah, even if yeah. right now, if you're painting and you're you're doing that the the slap chop method, that's mm-hmm. a great place to start to start mm-hmm. expanding upon. So it doesn't matter where you're at; there's always room to improve. Right. I guess that, that does lead us to next the next obvious one, which is competitive gaming, being a, a, mm-hmm. a powerhouse on the table, walking up and never feeling like you can like i don't i don't, don't want to say because i don't get the feeling that they walk that all the higher competitive people walk up to a table assuming they can win but i think they walk up knowing that they have a they have a chance to win based upon their skill set as opposed to mm-hmm. you know neil sometimes you and i will go up to a table and we look at the army across from us and it's like well shit <laughs> yeah well i would i would say you know they expect to win right yes. they may not they may yeah. not um but they're 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 there expecting to win because they prepared for it and they've trained for it and they practiced for it and all the rest of it. So. Yeah, and when you get to that yeah. level with the confidence, it doesn't matter what your opponent has, you know how to deal right. with any tool in anyone's army based upon your tools in your army. So absolutely, yeah. yeah that and that's it's you know the, I guess I guess the downside of that is if you just want to be competitive and put models on the table. Now, if you're doing that locally. Sure, grab whatever models, put them on the table. Eventually, you're going to become a big fish in a little pond. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to start painting your models, even if you weren't already. <laughs> and maybe you have to <laughs> pick up some new paint scheme. You have to blend in a little bit of that uh, other niche to get right. the paint score you need to place in the event the way you want. So, you know, that's... It's, Go find Brush for Hire. Brush for Hire. Painting your... Brush for Hire. <laughs> no, actually, uh, we, can't, we can't do that joke anymore because he's not going to be painting army shit. <laughs> He's doing like he's doing like high end pieces now. Like that's that's what he loves to do, and that's what people are, are needing more. So, I right. bet he's doing that more than the army. So, brush for hire will not paint your army, but he'll paint your other shit. <laughs> he will paint your centerpiece. Yeah. See, I actually, yeah, yeah, that's perfect. He, that's right up his alley. Uh, trying to think, and, and you could even go as far as a niche of of. I, I guess this is one that definitely falls up both of our alleys is, you know, community organizing. Mm-hmm. If you like this oh, yeah. hobby on every basic level, but there's no one around you that does, developing a niche and finding a niche of organizing people is very handy. Oh, 100%. That's, it's a job unto itself, believe you me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is, it is quite, quite a hobby journey uh, in itself, so... Yeah, you can definitely you can take that so many different ways, and uh, it, it seems like once you start, um, there's no shortage of requests for for you to keep going. <laughs> yeah, it's it is, and, it's, and and eventually you have to grow the next generation and hope they eventually can take over. But uh, yeah. I mean, it's years away. But yeah, no, I mean, hobby organizing, community building is something I actually do really enjoy. I mean, I enjoyed it back at the start of Sigmar uh, when I helped mm-hmm. organize the U.S. community to talk to GW you know along with a few others mm-hmm. i enjoyed organizing my local club whenever the club leader went down and out for a number of years yeah um and i enjoy even just like building as far as like getting other people hyped for like fantasy like i have been in other states just because I've, I've i got to meet at so many people throughout my journey so you know community building is right. very it can be local it can be regional it can be national it could, it could be global like you know it's yeah oh yeah you can take it as far as the same thing with Competitive gaming or painting, you can take it a, a long way. <laughs> but you have to genuinely be a nice, kind, and caring and, and patient person, I think, to do that to a level, as, as, as yeah. from my experience. Um, if you're not any of those, you could probably go succeed on YouTube 
because <laughs> if if you can't yeah, do there, anything else in this right? hobby, if you can't do anything yeah. else in this hobby, if you can just be a shit and talk shit and be miserable about this hobby, even though you enjoy it, you could go be successful on YouTube. There you go, Twitter. <laughs> Twitter, yeah. <laughs> That's why we're not successful on YouTube right now, Neil, because we're just happy. That's right. We, we actually... start start yelling about all the stuff we hate. Ah. Oh. Um, I hate negative YouTubers. <laughs> I don't hate fair critiques, and I don't hate negative yeah. reviews. I hate the people yeah. that you look at their stuff, and you're just like, just go fucking die in a hole. Clickbait stuff. I don't even lament clickbait. There's a little bit of rabbit hole we're going to. I don't lament clickbait, because that's what the algorithm is forcing them to do. Yeah. But when you when they're, they're videos clickbaity and negative and you go into it and it's just negative it's like well i hope you find the nearest well and fall into it because <laughs> i don't want it and it's like don't yeah. recommend this ever again because i don't care about the, yeah. those type of people and they're, Come and they're on, at least at least give me the shit sandwich where you know you you yeah, wrap the negative and positives <laughs> well, see, that's that's what a lot of like good critiques will do like negative critiques are perfectly fine they need to be out there yeah. to hold things accountable and get improvement percent. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, uh, but yeah, niche. You can be a shithead on Twitter. Go for it. Um, <laughs> I would say um, converting is another one, right? Ooh, so, the kit bashing um, is so fun. Converting armies—that's another another way to tell. This kind of falls in the storytelling, potentially storytelling. Maybe you just want a, a model that doesn't look like anything anybody else has. You know, yeah. whether it's um, you know you're just kind of putting stuff together. Um, you know, just a head swap or something like. Like that to to like full blown your green stuff in you're you're doing all sorts of that kind of so again you can take that to all sorts of different levels as well you're actually sculpting your own miniatures so uh, I would point to our friend Alex who has this halfling army that uh, I really truly hope he doesn't bring to any of my events anymore because he's won coolest army so many times <laughs> <laughs> every time it shows up seems like it wins nobody's been able to uh, unhorse him just yet. Um, he's or he, unpony him at this he, point. he has been working um or or thinking about working on a new sigmar army so i think nice. i think i think he'll be good by the next next event hopefully hopefully we we'll see i wonder if the are the are the um is he going to rebase that army that he's got there is that going to stay cities or what what's going to go on with that i, I mean got to wait to see what the city's book is when it comes out like mm -hmm. because if he can be a just straight up proxy for something why not why change yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. I, I get that too, because like you know, as I wait for the city's books, I have an Anvil Guard army mm -hmm. because I like Anvil Guard. Anvil Guard doesn't exist anymore. I did that as a narrative army. So if the book comes out and that city's not there because it's technically gone, because we have Harkaron mm -hmm. now, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's it. I'm I'm going. I'm actually waffling through the thought process of do I just leave it as is as like a relic? Because I don't need, I have too many armies, so I don't need to play it. <laughs> Do I leave it as a mm -hmm. relic? Do I convert it over to whatever new thing would be and kind of write the lore to adapt to it? Or do I just take those models and disperse them back out across my other armies, be it in Fantasy or Sigmar? I'm, I'm mm -hmm. same boat. I'm not opposed to any of those. I just can't decide that till the book yeah. comes out. Yeah, I wonder how that'll go, because you may see a lot of that kind of stuff... Uh... Reemerging onto the eBay's, <laughs> so which well, would be great for anybody who's uh, starting into old world. But yeah, well, uh, see, I'm excited too because, like, with the new campaign coming out, the the Har uh, Harbinger, 
Is that the name? Of the, yeah, I think that's the title of the Carpenter? name. Yeah, that's the, the new yeah. narrative supplement series coming out for Age of Sigmar. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's the the two places where I've like my my daughter's Kane used to be in Gairan. I moved him to Ant, to uh, Akshi prior to the mm-hmm. uh, Marathi's apotheosis thing and taking of Harkaron. This army of cities is my soulbound character who was part of the Terathian cult and my daughter's Kane, but she was native Anvilgard born, so she sided with Anvilgard, left the cult. So now she's it's been like a rebel faction fighting against her, you know, as as Anvilgard survivors. I'm like, well, maybe I can take that army into Gairan now as part of that narrative. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be cool to see how you do it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I, I, I've been more in a narrative thought process lately, but yeah. beside the point, niches in this hobby. Um, yeah. Being a content creator, I think, is in a way a niche because I, I do look at us, and, and we're not – I don't want to say we're bad. We're not bad. We just don't promote. We just do our own thing. Like the the goal for us is to get here and I think talk every week, mm-hmm. not necessarily to actually put out a show people care about. <laughs> yeah, like this show is this for is for us. noise while while you paint is yeah. basically uh, what we're going for here. And then hopefully uh, maybe you uh, enjoy a little bit of it as you're doing it. Yeah, so. I wish to talk to Neil every week. That's what this podcast is about. I get to talk to other cool <laughs> people too. We're gonna get start bringing some guests on too that I've been talking to in the background. But um, mm-hmm. you know I don't. I post this on my Twitter when it comes out and the Discord. But oh we have a Discord by the way, everybody. Um I should link that. That probably like this is what I'm talking about. I'm not good at this stuff. <laughs> but I don't I don't care to be. But like, I could go post this on all the on the Facebook groups and maybe we could have a thousand subs and maybe I'll do that one day when that urge arises. But like, you know, learning algorithms and talking about what you love with either yourself or with friends and figuring out how to portray the info in an interesting way that helps you grow an audience is mm-hmm. is niche and there's some great mm-hmm. people out there that do wonderful things with it um we look at alex uh fit hammer um he was on instagram after me uh and he wasn't even called fit hammer and he changed it because like he was enjoying what i was doing so he was doing it as well um, but he really like leaned into the algorithm. He learned how to do it, how to post, when to post. He took class, like he paid to take classes on like um, mm-hmm. how to be a coach. Like he went all in. And you look at his growth. Like I'm two thousand people on Instagram, and it's taken me years. He's at thirty four, thirty seven, something crazy, which is like great. Wow. So like yeah. it's it's a niche, it's a skill set for sure. And and to be fair, like I don't think you can make a living off of it, not for a long time, but you can make some nice you know, side cash to help fund your hobby within doing that sort of stuff. If you really want to put the effort in, but it's a lot of effort. So. Right. And no such thing as a passive income. You got to work for everything, right? Yeah, you do. (laughs) Nothing's free. Trying to think what, like we've hit on physical storytelling, you know, literature, storytelling, tabletop, storytelling, terrain building. I mean, uh, if you look at uh, like a guy like uh, oh Anthony, Anthony Polcastro, oh my right? goodness! I mean, he's he's supplied half the terrain for <laughs> many 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 different tournaments. It seems like you know, so get that three D printer out and uh, that filament printer and just go go nuts on the terrain and stuff. So that's definitely a, a, a niche of the hobby as well that can't be overlooked because because a beautiful table is uh, just only ever helps immerse you immerse you into the game. So. Um, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a thing you can do there too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and and maybe too, uh, 
maybe maybe you're you know i really enjoy army building more than much else i i i don't mind and i love having an army of 100 models staring at me in the face going paint me i'm like okay i can do this i know some people yeah. don't but maybe your niche is you like to paint armies often and quickly right. maybe your that niche could be is... a, and, and that can push you into commission painting right because right now i've got a couple commissions um as well sitting back there uh, from my friend John, so I need to get started on those because it's been too long already. <laughs> <laughs> Which I uh, hope he wasn't expecting those fast. But that's definitely like if you're somebody who can churn out models fast and you want to again make extra money so that you can just invest that re right back into your hobby. Now, of course, you wind up painting a lot of other people's stuff. But if that's if that's your niche and that's what you like and you can churn it out quick, why not? Yeah, yeah I mean, as long as you don't mind painting stuff that you might not be interested in painting. Mm -hmm. Because that's always the worst part. So I got, I, I, I can paint very quickly, but I'm not as interested in commission painting because I just want to paint what I want to paint. <laughs> and I doubt everyone in the world wants me to paint them a Daughters of Cain army. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's a tough one for me too. That is definitely not my niche because, uh, yeah, I kind of want to work on my own stuff, right? And every, <laughs> every time I start working on somebody else, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and let's let's also be uh, fair too whenever we're looking at this because, um. There's different game systems out there. There's Warhammer. Even we just talked about the Warhammer Sphere. Mm -hmm. 40k, Sigmar, Old World, Warcry, Underworld, Kill Team, Necromunda, all that. So just be, you can slot any of these niches into any of those games or any game that you prefer. Absolutely. So, mm -hmm. and, and it helps you also give a chance to like try other things if you ever want to as well. Try other games. Like There's no, nothing wrong with trying other games. Um, I like Warhammer the best. That's why I only play Warhammer. I'll try things on occasion, except for Conquest. Um, but that's more of a bit now than anything else, just to spite Matt. Like, I have, nothing, right. I have nothing against Conquest. <laughs> uh, it's Lore seems great. Company seems great. Models are cool. Um, right. Now it's just to spite Matt. But so. we like to burn Matt's ass, is what we <laughs> yeah, like exactly. to do around here. <laughs> exactly. I think he's going to be really upset if he listens to this and goes, Chuck's going to try Saga before he tries Conquest. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think what else um it, it's hard cause uh, like the, we, we, we've used some broad terms because i'm thinking maybe some people like doing uh like campaigns which it kind of falls beneath narrative i mean it's a that's kind of maybe like a sub niche yeah of, falls into community building kind of thing toing yeah. um all that kind of thing i would say is uh if you're kind of dialing down a little bit but yeah campaign running is it is a very difficult thing to do in this hobby um, mm -hmm. because campaign running depends on people's availability. Yeah. <laughs> Most of us are adults with lives, and so it becomes, you know, you, you got to really find the right group that are going to be able to keep it consistent and everything. But, uh, yeah, it's absolutely. Some of the, uh, the things that got most, like the most attention I think I ever did on my, uh, my Ren4 page was that uh, map campaign that oh, I ran. Yeah. I mean, you should, people were getting... We were getting uh, hot as hell about that. It was <laughs> we were pissing Neil off. They were they were intense, baby. I mean, they they loved it. I mean, well, like they wouldn't have been intense if they didn't care, right? See, and, they, and everybody cared, man. Here's so. here's where that here's here's where that went went wrong. Everybody had a group, and within that group was the one person who actually read everything that you put out and said, "I know how to break this shit." So right, it, right, right, it, right. it wasn't like throughout the course of a week you'd see lots of hobbies read out. It was last minute, eleven fifty nine. Everybody posts seventeen thousand pictures, and Neil goes, "Jesus Christ, yeah. fuck you all." 
<laughs> I, it was uh, it was a flawed system. Yeah, it's uh, fun, but flawed. Yes, which, very flawed. It, with this niche niche thing, is this skill sets be developed? Learn that you're going to fail, and you're only a failure if you quit. If you right. fail and learn and keep going and improve, you're better off. But I, 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 I'm interested in trying to be able to do a narrative, like, map campaign. I have the old hexes over there that I got off of a, a good friend that when he got out of the hobby back during the... It was actually pre-end times. He, it just, his life was changing, married, kids, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I want to use it so badly. Oh, I know. But it's like... It's you know, for me, what keeps popping me is like, I'm like, okay, I have this set group of people I'd love to do this with, you know, pretty much, which is the barn people and the, and the strength hammer crew. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like, do we, can we get together once every, every three months for a day? Like, is that possible? Like, I mean, it's possible. Yes. I haven't really put it forth, but it's also, that's still asking a lot considering some of our lives, you know, like some of us have kids and this stuff. So, It's a skill set I'd love, but it's definitely, I think it's definitely a skill set, being able to lead like that and also participate. Right. Yeah, I, I, I still think that's uh, something that's uh, completely possible. I feel like once every three months, four times a, a year, should be able to make that happen, right? So, but we'll see. It, it is, it is, but I also worry about the, you know, the, the wives and the spouses because... I'm also asking for the invitation that your guys are always invited to. Oh, so yeah, it's not asking yeah, for yeah. it's asking for. I'm asking for things too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. And I don't want to well, impose my wishes upon you guys to ask for the favors and the extra brownie. Yeah, it's it's. Sure. We'll see. I want to. I do tell it. you what, though, I've always wanted to do that Mighty Empires crap. So um, that's been on. Uh, I didn't put that on my hobby bucket list, but man, that uh, now that we talk about it, that's definitely on there for me. So yeah. if you need more of those hexes and uh, I can find like, something to 3D print more of them, I would do so. so I, actually, know. Mini Wargaming just did a great video. Um, uh, not Dave. I can't remember the other gentleman's name, even though I met him. It's escaping me. Um, they're doing one for Age of Sigmar, and they 3D printed it. But if you go like look at the video, like, they printed a huge amount. Because it's going to be one of those things that like, I, me and you could sign up to go visit them and play in it. Yeah. Yeah, like for a couple weekends and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But there's like a, a someone they worked with, so they have hexes you can print out, 3D print. It's just like it's gorgeous. Um, I'm so gonna then, sidebar here for a second. We're gonna kind of maybe keep going down this path just for a second because it's got I me should, interested. And yeah, got me but, thinking. Yeah, we can shift. But, we can um, shift off because I think we hit most of the niches we were trying to hit tonight for sure. Right. So I would. Um, I'd love to see. So one of my problems with the map campaign is it's it's usually based on who plays who and who wins. Right. right? be kind of interesting to see what you could do hobby wise right or niche wise um to win squares outside of just winning a game right because hmm. again i'm not good and let's say uh you know somebody pick whoever pick whoever's good in this hobby of playing playing the game right and say they're in the campaign um uh, before we even start it um they're gonna win <laughs> Right. <laughs> they're gonna roll right? some yeah so, okay. so how do you like how do you make it interesting for everybody and and make it competitive for everybody by kind of maybe leaning into what again what other people's niches are in the hobby right so um <clears throat> maybe you can win a square based on you know painting, painting a unit some, for somebody you know, some yeah. kind of painting competition or something like that in the week like paint a model for the week the person who you know we all vote on it can't vote for your own thing 
Um, you know, maybe that guy wins square if that's what he wants to put up for the week or whatever, or a hex, whatever you want to call it. But um, anyway, lots of things to think about with that too, and you can kind of filter the topic of this show kind of into a map campaign like that too. So yeah, and actually, uh, the one thing else I would kind of roll into that concept of what how I would view to get squares outside of just gaming would be diplomacy. Think of Triumph mm -hmm. and Treachery. Think of the bars event you ran, where, you know, which essentially was a Triumph and Treachery style event. Um, mm -hmm. Some, you know, hey, I like this piece of land, and maybe it's something that someone else could attack me for, and they could invade me. Like, hey, if you give me this yeah. piece of land, I'll let you borrow this unit of ten witch elves for your next game. And my next game, I'll be down it. Your next game, you have an extra ten witch elves. They yeah. don't give me bonuses, but it's, it's more models. Like, you know, like to a limit, obviously, not just like you can hold my, use my whole army for the next game. Like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> oh, God, man. Now you got me thinking about for the next bars event, if I just print out a bunch of hexes and then basically assign people to tables based on where they want to move into what hex. Oh, God. Well, that's kind of like what Steve Printer does for his events. Is it really? Uh, in a way, yeah. They, they, well, it's, it's not, not necessarily... Ahead of me. <laughs> well, it's not, it's, I don't think it's a hex campaign. I think it's like there's the teams and you choose where you want to fight. So he's, mm -hmm. he's got the different theme tables, but like I think you could take it to a different level, like pull, pulling the same lever in a different way. Um, right. Shoot, now I'm interested in figuring that out for you. Yeah. Okay. Things to think about, man. I might start that printer <laughs> up tonight. <laughs> Maybe. I, I will link you the video so you can see the STLs. I don't know how much they cost, but if they're reasonable, I'm happy to go in for some of them if you print me a few. We'll see. Yeah, I could probably spring for all that too, so... We'll see, but well, yeah, you're I'm rolling in the bucks now. Jeez, all right. If, if you get me passionate about something, you know how like if I if I get interested, I usually um, <laughs> dive in with both feet actually, before I start thinking about it. <laughs> actually, that's that's one more niche I want to talk about because it's a niche I definitely embody fully, which is getting people interested in your shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are aware that it happens. That I get excited no, about yeah. something, and then I make something happen, and then everybody's involved in it. Like, mm -hmm. for Warhammer. Like, <laughs> because the, the joke from Matt was, I need to get Chuck interested in, in Conquest, because then you guys will be playing it in two weeks. And you're all like, yeah, it's true. Uh-huh. That's why <laughs> so, you're resisting. <laughs> yes, yes. So so no, maybe, no, maybe the niche is being able to... Um, uh, coerce your friends to play any game you want. Which I guess goes to community building. <laughs> Coercion and persuasion, right? Got a high skill check on your D and D table. I yeah, I, I rolled well on my charisma. I guess I'll take that. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I know this probably isn't a complete list, but I think this is a pretty good list of for um, people yeah. to take a look at. And so you know, just if you're newer to take an idea, or if you're in the hobby and go like, you know what, I've never explored this this niche, this skill set. Let me let me check this out because there's always more to learn, and there's there's so much information out there that no matter which path you want to take, you can find it. It might take a little digging. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, you know, if you want painting tutorials, the best painters in the world, find them on YouTube and Instagram. If you want narrative, you can see 2 Plus Tough, animosity campaigns. Um, look at old stuff for, like, Realms at War. Look at my stuff. Look at Neil's stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Gaming, you can look at any of the AOS worlds, like any of the top people from there, people winning events. Uh, was, uh, Honest Wargamer usually does reviews of events that won. Um. Yeah, like any any way you want to go, uh, definitely. And it's not it's not, especially from my perspective, it's not bad to try a little bit of everything. 
you might especially if you're not finding a way if like if you're not mastering something and you, you're losing passion in it find another niche explore that and you might find the one that you go super hard in and you become a master at it or you might be like me and just keep waffling around and just kind of do everything to an okay yeah. standard but you enjoy that so there's nothing wrong right. with that yeah that's what i'd say too like you know i like i like building terrain and but you'll find people who are a lot better at it than i am but like that's how I like to tell my story. So um, it's not necessarily a competition type thing for me. It's just like that's that's the joy I get out of the hobby. And so that's kind of where I tunnel my efforts sometimes. So uh, maybe more than other places because I hate building. I hate building models. Uh, you have to build models if you want to have models. <laughs> so I do it. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, building, converting, you know, that's all, you know, a thing as well. So, yeah, just, uh, just do it to your enjoyment because this uh, shouldn't be work. It should be fun. Yeah, enjoy your journey, and you'll find your path along the way. But uh, to, to start rounding out this show, which I, I'm kind of happy, you know, because I always come in and like, oh, it's going to be a short show. It's going to be a short show. But we're pretty consistent about getting, like, an, an hour-ish in. Um, mm-hmm. I've been happy about that. So let's yeah. uh, let's talk some hobby commitments, though, for next week. Let's to, to, to round it out. And I, I apologize. This might go a little longer than you're expecting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll let you start before my rambling begins. Uh, well, I have um, a unit of, I guess they were a War Cry War band, those uh, vampires that I have to commission paint. Oh, is that the new Vampire Samurai? Uh, no, no, those, these are the older ones. Um, it was the guy who's had the wings, um, the vampire with the real long hair oh, and the uh, rapier. The, the, the Castlevania heroes. Gorgeous gotcha. models. Yeah, and yeah. I actually, I always wanted to have them. I never had them. Then I offloaded my Soul Blight army. So, um, <laughs> and, it's, and the guy who I gave it to has these models now and needs me to paint them. So, um, I'm, you know, this is going to be kind of a, I'm going to enjoy the process of actually doing yeah. some commission work for him because I've always wanted to paint those models. So, um, that's what it's going to be for next week. I don't know that I'm going to get through all of them, but we'll see. Okay. Now that's uh, what's uh, how many how many models is it in that? Four. Four. Okay. Four. Yeah, yeah. that's that's not bad. Um, I bet you could get through two. I don't want like to uh, try and get a game in this weekend, so I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But I'm going to shoot for it. So. Okay. So paint a Warcry Warband to to the most that you can while enjoying the process, and maybe get a game in. Hmm. Uh, my hobby commitments. So this is. <laughs> I apologize. Um. So first and foremost, the first one is going to be to continue to work on the Therathi Invitational Pack. I would actually like to have it finalized by next week and start getting the invitations out. Mm-hmm. So that way I can plan for the people who can come and can't come. More importantly, because um, I don't have a backlog right now. I That frame piece was the last piece I had. I do have a bunch of GW stuff to build. Um, You've got so, some uh, Mighty Empires hexes to paint? <clears throat> no, they're already painted. Are they really? Literally, I, I, I don't have a backlog. I don't have a backlog. I hate you so much. I know you too. <laughs> um, so, and, and here's the thing, because, you know, I have to get my car inspected, do a bunch of other stuff, and start working on a vacation. So I, I don't want to just go out and buy models just to paint them. That I, You know, especially models I don't need or don't know that I, I might not need. So I'm like, okay, what can I do for my hobby time to, to that's still hobby? That's not just painting and building painting models. It's like the pack, the that stuff's fine, but I keep looking back to old world or looking towards old world. Back to the future. Yeah. <clears throat> I. So here's where my dilemma lies. 
Because every time, like, Terathi, she's always been a dark elf. Because she was born as a daughter's cane. I took her back to the dark elf with the 8th edition fantasy army. Put her in there as a, as a death hag. But the more I explore lore for for Old World, which I knew it well to begin with, but I'm rediscovering it, like learning those details, those small details. Like I know the overarching elf story for every elf, but then you learn those details as you rediscover, reread, and do all that fun stuff. And the more I see, it's like, well, it's not unlikely that, you know, elves kind of switch between sides of some sorts. So I'm like, and I, I love my high elves, and I know I, want, I said I was going to do a dark elf army for Old World, but Doing a high elf army and figuring out a way to have Terathi be on the side of the high elves at that time period. Obviously, I'm going to leave her as she was a Knight by the end of it. Whether she was infiltrating, uh, like like you know, Urian Poisonblade who killed not Ariel or Lariel, but the prior Everqueen. Like he was a dark elf, but he lived mm -hmm. as a high elf for a long time to set up that that assassination. She could be doing something like that. It could be that she just wrong place, wrong time, and she falls, and she eventually becomes a Drichy. You know, like connections, ties. Like I'm trying to think yeah. if I want her to be a high elf in that prior time period, or at least in a high elf army. And then, but then well, also, considering they lived for thousands of years, you got a lot of a lot of time period you can play with. You know, yeah, Terath is clearly alive. There, there's no doubt in my mind she's going to always be alive to me. But it's also like, like I also make her wood elf. Like all the elves are really cool. Like I love, I love elves, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I love mm -hmm. the old world elves so much. And, and you know, it doesn't help too. It's like, okay, sure, the dark elves aren't going to get love right away, which doesn't bother me, mm -hmm. because when they do get love eventually, it's going to be phenomenal. But so a reason why I can't like, can I fit Terathi into multiple elf armies? Is that is that depleting the character? You know what I mean? Like, is is that like mm -hmm. making her like too thin? Should I find like, should I branch off in, in the family tree? Even you know, I'm like, you know, I've even dabbled even back if we jump all the way back up to Sigmar because like we have uh, Iliatha for the Lumineth that do clone twinning, yeah, twin clones, whatever you want to call it. I'm like, well, what if, what if I cloned Terathi and threw her in other places? But it wasn't Terathi, but it's, it's like. I, that sort of concept in the past too. I'm like, what if Terathi had a twin and we just didn't know it? <laughs> you know you what I mean? Like, like I'm, I'm, my mind is everywhere, and I'm so undecided. Now I know I have lots of time. <laughs> you know, we have rumors of release date and all that sort of stuff. I, it, well, it is what it is. But boy, am I so undecided. <laughs> so honestly, yeah. like, it's it's a weird hobby commitment, but I'm going to. I think take time this week and kind of soul search of what I want Tarathi to be in that prior time setting that's coming out. Mm -hmm. You just sitting there like probably gonna you know yeah. gonna tunnel you into uh, your your full Warhammer army at some point for uh, Old World. So yeah, important decision. Step one. It is, and I thought I had had my decision made, but um, boy, I do I do I not. And I know a lot of people are out there going like, Chuck, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, I am. And I enjoy this part. This is my niche in the hobby, so get bent. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so so work on the my 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 commitments, work on the Terathi invitational pack. Start start getting the invites out, even if I don't get them all out. And then do the soul searching for Old World Army that I thought I was done with, but clearly I'm not. Yeah. 
Sounds good. Sounds like a good wrap up too. It is. It is. And I do look forward to next week. Um, after next week, we'll have a, I think we'll have a bit of the delay because I'll be at Kansas city U S open the week after that. So we'll have a week off. Mm-hmm. And then the week after that, we'll be back. Um, we'll remind everybody next week on that. So we'll, uh, we'll think of a nice, maybe a longer episode, some something next week. If you have a topic of mind that you'd like us to discuss, leave it in the comments, add us on Twitter. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Neil, what's your, what's yeah, your Twitter know, again? Uh, what you guys want us to uh, ramble about? Because I like to talk about Warhammer. So yeah. let me know. <laughs> Neil, what's your Twitter again? Or your Instagram? Uh, you can find me at Ren4 or at Neil LaRocca. It's, uh, I don't, I don't, I haven't been uh, posting as much, but I am on Twitter, you know, looking at other people's cool stuff. So if you post at me, I will see it. Actually, you know what I'm going to do next time? Uh, if you look over to this side of the screen, uh, if you're watching YouTube or Spotify video, you'll see my, my Twitter and Instagram labeled nicely. And since Neil's up above me, to his side for the next show, I'll get his stuff on there and not just be an egotistical prick. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. I'm I'm adjunct on this show. Nah, you're part of it. Um, all right. Until next week, everybody. Stay Stormcast strong. Happy hobbying. And Neil, sign us out. Uh, see you guys next week. Okay. <laughs>